It's time to sit back, relax, and listen to Conversations with Joan. Conversations with Joan will inspire, motivate, and empower you. Live your best life now. Listen, learn, think, and decide. And now, here's your host, Joan Herman. Welcome to Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life's Conversations with Joan. I'm Joan Herman. Thanks for tuning in. Conversations with Joan focuses on topics that are important to your life, from health and wellness to professional development to personal well-being. Changemakers join me to share their insights, tips, and strategies so you can thrive and live your best life now. Thank you for taking time for yourself, and thank you for letting us be a part of your life. Now, let's start talking. Most of us live every day overwhelmed and exhausted. We're always on the go trying to balance work, family, friends, and everything in between. Often it feels like our usual methods of coping no longer work. Today's guest, David Kuntz, says that it's time for something new, stopping. According to David, stopping is a gift to yourself. Knowing when to breathe and regain a clearer vision helps give you a fresh perspective and an inner balance. David has enjoyed several careers, including 19 as a Catholic priest, 20 years in the practice of psychotherapy, and over two decades teaching courses on managing stress and emotional health. He has authored seven books, most recently, The Art of Stopping, How to Be Still When You Have to Keep Going. Welcome, David. Thank you for joining us. Joan, it's great to be with you. Thank you. So, David, what inspired you to do the work that you're doing? How did you learn about stopping? Well, you know, Joan, it was really a very personal thing for me. Uh, I was a priest for many years and uh, going along fine. Everything was very uh, happy. I was a happy person, uh, very fulfilled as a priest. And then all of a sudden, the bottom fell out, the huge midlife crisis. So not knowing really what to do, I, I uh, almost, you could almost say accidentally, I did nothing. I went away to the north coast of California, and I got permission from my bishop, and I, I spent a month in a small cabin on the north coast of California just looking at the ocean. I, I, I really didn't do anything. I took a watercolor class and painted some terrible pictures of the beautiful north coast and um, did nothing. I looked at the ocean and uh, just was still. And only later, after I had gone back to my life and realized what happened during that time, did I realize that that was stopping, that my, my inner life became available to me when I spent enough time to be quiet, to hear that inner voice that I'm convinced we all have within us, that we're born with. We're born with the wisdom, all the wisdom we need to live the life that we need to live. It's there. It's, it's, it's in our human, our human beingness. But because of the incredible distractions and, and noises and rushes and, and all the things filling our lives with attention-grabbing ideas and moments, we don't hear that voice. And I'm convinced that the only way to hear the voice is to be still, is to be quiet, is to do as much as possible to do nothing. And that's what I call stopping. And, you know, the interesting thing, you're right. When you're quiet, you can hear the wisdom, you can get the guidance. But the problem is that we feel so guilty doing that because we're in this go, go, go mode all the time. When we sit and we're quiet, you know, we think we're doing nothing. But you say that actually doing nothing is doing something. So... 
you know, you, you just touched upon how we can benefit from that, but can you go a little bit deeper into how that actually makes our life more manageable? Well, uh, uh, yes. And, and one of the things I do with stopping is I divide it into three ways of doing it, which, is, which are based on the amount of time that you give to stopping, into still points, which are very brief moments of doing nothing, stopovers, which are a little longer, you know, an afternoon or a day or two, and then what I call grinding halts, which are really longer times of stopping, which some of us will probably never do in our lifetime, and often we do at transitional moments in life, a a, a marriage, a divorce, a a change of jobs, a moving, something like that. So, um, okay, why is stopping in, in any of those forms effective? Because it allows us to access our inner wisdom. And uh, as you indicated, one of the challenging things to do is to get people to actually do it because it feels silly. It feels waste of time. It feels like, what am I, why am I doing this? This is crazy. And, and uh, stopping is a hundred percent countercultural. It's not what our culture rewards or encourages nothing even near it. In fact, it encourages the opposite. Keep going, keep working, do as much as you can, work overtime and so forth. So yes, how to deal with the guilt that we feel uh, when we stop. Remember, this is a consummate gift to yourself and to your entire life. Because if you don't hear that inner wisdom, you're going to end up one one day when you're too old and it's the cold dawn in the morning and you wake up and realize, oh my gosh, I, I missed it. I didn't do what I wanted to do. I didn't become what I wanted to become because uh, I, I didn't hear that voice. I was doing what the world told me to do. Keep going. Keep doing whatever uh, you know the, the, the popular culture tells you to do. So we have to somehow convince ourselves that that inner wisdom is worth the stillness and and, and just get over the guilt. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I'm such a type A personality. You could probably hear that in in the way I speak. And I'm always asking questions, but I never Mm -hmm. sit long enough to wait for the answers. And I think so Mm -hmm. many of us do that. Yes, so, so true. Uh, I think it was Blaise Pascal that said, uh, all of human beings' problems can be attributed to the inability, our inability to sit still in a room. And that's so true. When, if you imagine, and, and, and uh, I encourage your, your listeners to just imagine themselves sitting in a room quietly, no distraction, nothing going on. You don't hear anything. You're just quiet in a room alone, safe. And I want you to stay there for an hour and do nothing. And I think most people would say, Boy, that's not that doesn't sound attractive to me at all. Mm-hmm. That sounds like I, you know, because what happens, what happens is things come up and we're afraid of that quiet. We're afraid of that aloneness because who knows what's going to come up? Who knows what I'm going to start thinking about? Uh, in my experience as a therapist um, and, and even as a priest, what comes up is, is not nearly as bad as you think it might be. And if it is something serious, well, then you, have, you should face it anyway. Get some help and face it. So one way or another, accessing our inner life 
that's that's my key focus. Access your inner life because there is a, an immense amount of richness and wisdom. All the wisdom you need for your life is there. I'm convinced of that. David, is there a method that we should follow? Well, you know, I as I, as I mentioned earlier, I um, divide uh, stopping into three three ways. The first way, and the really the key the key to to get. To, to begin the practice of stopping is to do still points, what I call still points. A still point, well, okay, let's, let's begin at the beginning. Let's, let me give you a definition of stopping, okay? okay? Stopping is doing nothing as much as possible for a moment or a month in order to wake up and remember who you are. So stopping is doing nothing as much as possible, a short time or a long time, for the purpose of, the purpose of stopping is to wake up, to be aware of the moment, mindfulness, many people call it, and to remember who you are, really who you are in your deep core and what you want. Because and if you don't remember those things, then really you're, you're open to a tragic life. You're open to uh, the possibility of living your life according to what the culture tells you to do, which is basically tragic because the culture is not going to tell you to do anything that uh, is anywhere near what your inner wisdom is going to tell you to do. So, okay, how do you get into stopping is with still points. Those brief moments in your day in which you stop, turn your energy in, say a prayer if you like that, say an affirmation if you like that, or do absolutely nothing. Just be still. Turn your energy in, and then go back to your life. And if you dot your life, your day, with 10, 20, 30, 50 still points, I will guarantee that you'll come to the end of it more relaxed, more integrated, more aware of who you are, more aware of what you want than if you didn't. So getting into stopping do still points. And, and the, the advantage of still points, too, is, is you don't feel guilty about it because you hardly notice it. Uh, people in your life will not notice that you're doing a stopping. I like to encourage people to, for example, go to the bath, go into a bathroom, and if, especially if you can lock the door of the bathroom, and just look in the mirror, look yourself in the eye, then close your eyes, put a little cool water on your wrists, Breathe, always breathe. That's so basic to any still point. Take a nice deep breath and remember why you're doing what you're doing and what you need to do it. And then go back to your life. No one will even notice. In fact, you can do it even. I, do, I used to do it. I used to give uh, uh, seminars in stress management to nurses. And uh, I'm basically an introvert, opposite of you, as, as you acknowledge. And. Um, it was uh, that kind of a presentation is very challenging for me. So what I would do during my presentations is do these still points, and no one would even notice that I was doing them because they were just a few seconds. Just take a breath, close my eyes, turn in the other direction, just turn around maybe and start again. No one would even notice that I was doing it. So that that's the entry into still points, and especially if you're worried about uh, feeling guilty about doing nothing or taking a lot of time. Do a bunch of still points and no one will even notice that you're doing it. David, is the goal to eventually make those still points longer and longer or just those few moments would be enough? Um, good question. Um, the goal is not necessarily to make them longer, but my experience 
And what I encourage is that still points actually feel so good that you'll want to do a stopover. You'll want to take that whole morning or that whole day to be still and quiet and just fuss around and do nothing as much as possible. Um, but it'll, 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 the, the motivation is built into the accumulation of still points. So while the goal is not necessarily to do, uh, uh, to do longer stoppings, but the reality is I believe that that, that often happens. The pandemic, David, has caused a lot of people mm. to stop their lives, whether they like it oh, or yeah. not. They were brought to a grinding halt. Do you right. believe that we may have achieved some of what you teach without even realizing it? I think that's a good insight, Joan. Yes, I think that's a very good insight. Uh, we, this has been an enforced grinding halt for many people. One of the things I, I, I want to say about the pandemic, though, is that um, the pandemic has hit different people differently. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm now retired and live a very quiet life as an introvert. I'm, you know, I have a very quiet life at home. So the, the pandemic has not affected me nearly as much as it, as it affected, for example, the young couple with two jobs and two kids and homeschooling. I mean, that is, that's a, that's a grinding halt for them, but they sure don't have a lot of leisure or a lot of time for themselves. So it's a very different experience for different people. Um, for those that, for like myself, that really have a lot of time on their hands that they didn't have, yes, this is like a grinding halt for them. For others, though, it isn't so much. And so I think they have to also uh, be aware of that and that uh, uh, still do the, the still points and the stopovers because their grinding halt is just a huge challenge. I feel, I feel so, oh, so deeply for those young people, especially the, the parents and with children at home, homeschooling and all that, that must be a, an incredible challenge. No, I, I agree. Going through what we've been going through, I, I say to myself all the time, I'm so happy that my sons are older and that I don't have to have those challenges that so yes. many of these families are facing. And, and really, right. for them, it is so important to take the time and reset, yes. really, to get that wisdom and just breathe. And, and you know, I, I can't even imagine the overwhelm that they're feeling. I can't either. I agree with you. And the pandemic, I think, in general, is much more challenging and difficult for younger people than it is for older people. And so I just encourage everyone to, to do those still points and access that wisdom. And, uh, and then I believe because that will feel so good to you and that will have such an effect in your life once you've done it for uh, a few weeks, a few months, a year, uh, then you will... You'll just automatically do those stopovers on your own because because you'll like doing them. You won't feel guilty. It'll be it'll feel good. Uh, I always think of the story of the the executive uh, who is uh, climbing the ladder and she's uh, doing all the right things. She's climbing the ladder of success and she's getting promotions and she's doing very, very well. And when she gets to the top of the ladder, she realizes that the ladder is leaning against the wrong wall. And that's what stopping can help us avoid is getting to a point where it, it feels like it's too late. It's never too late. But it feels like it's too late that I've missed what I, what I didn't want to miss. I've missed the most important things uh, that I wanted to be and do. David, from all your years of counsel, what about 
our teenagers and even our younger children? Can they mm-hmm. benefit from this practice? Absolutely, absolutely. In fact, children are masters of this. You just watch a, 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 a small child playing alone and, you know, happy as can be, content, making imaginary friends and playing with this or that and the other thing and just happy in their own life, in their own inner life, really, is, which is, is, is what's motivating that. Uh, so they're naturals at it. Uh, teenagers, more difficult. But the important thing here, I think, is for adults to give, give two things to kids. Uh, example is the main thing. Um, uh, and, and in that context, I think of a family I know about who uh, the, the father decided to do a stopover uh, to go away for a day. And the kids said, what do, what do, you, what do you mean you're going to go away for a day? You know, they were really giving him a, a hard time about it. But I, uh, as, as he did it and as he explained what he was doing and as he came back and so forth, that was an incredible example for those kids because he was taking time for himself to do what he needed to do. So, yeah, one thing is to give them your example and then give them time, give them space. We organize our kids so much today. We go to this group and that sport and that after school. And, of course, now it's so different with the pandemic. But in normal times, yeah, give your kids opportunities to just kick back. I can remember as a kid my, my mother saying, go outside and play. I don't think parents say that to kids these days um, uh, because they're worried that they're going to get into trouble or and, and, and sometimes it's a, it's a valid worry. I don't, I don't mean to underplay that, but kids don't have that, that uh, quiet time to themselves. So give them opportunities and give them example. If you do, they're great. They're great at it. They, uh, in my experience, they love it. You know, I, I so often think to myself, I people that I meet like you and, and the information I learn and the lessons that you teach and all the other people that I interview, I didn't learn these things until I was in middle age and then I became a student of the work. And, you know, I, I see so often there are people my age that have so much that we have to undo about the way we're living our life. And, and I really pray and hope that we can give these tools to our children so that they can grow up with a really a stronger inner strength and a wisdom that some of us don't have in middle age. Yes, so true. Yeah, I'm the same as you. I came upon this late in life as well, uh, or at least in early midlife. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, that's so true. Give them the example because that's the powerful thing. They they might not realize it now, but when they get older, they'll say, "Oh, you know what? My mom did that. My my father was aware of that reality of life." And that's the most powerful thing you can do. You know, one of the the, the sayings I, I I really like is from Milan Kundera, who's a Czech novelist, and he has a saying that says, "Slowness is to remembering, as speed is to forgetting." So if you slow down, you will remember what you need to remember and keep in mind what you need to keep in mind. But if you just keep going, just keep running, you forget. And then tragedies of all tragedies, you forget that you forgot. So you really don't have anything there to grab onto anymore. It's gone. You've lost it. And the only way I'm convinced to get it back is to just, you know, to put it bluntly, just shut up 
Just mm-hmm. be still. Just be quiet. And that's the hardest thing for us contemporary uh, Western uh, people and Western civilizations to do. It's a very hard thing to do. Our world is just screaming at us all the time and telling us what to do and advertising is, is encouraging it and blaring, blaring loudly and, uh, and cleverly and with, with an immense amount of psychological insight as to how to get to our psyches and to our wills. Uh, and we just become victims. It's very, very sad to me. The book is The Art of Stopping, How to Be Still When You Have to Keep Going. If you'd like to learn more about David and his work, you can visit davidkuntz.com. David, in about 30 seconds or less, what is the mm-hmm. takeaway? If you could sum it up, what do you want to leave our listeners with? Oh, if, if, you, if you want to really access your wisdom, your, your unique wisdom, the wisdom that is only you, that only you can give us, that only you are able to put into the world, even if, it's, if it doesn't seem complicated or challenging or immense. It can be small. It can be delicate. It can be quiet. If you want to access that inner wisdom, then find some way, whether it's stopping or some other way, to be quiet to be still, to be with yourself, because you are an immense treasure and you have an immense amount of wisdom. And if you're still enough, long enough, you will hear it. And the great thing about stopping is you don't really have to do anything. It happens by itself. It's like a, it's like a computer scanning. And, and it, 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 the, the, the silence and the doing nothing does the work for you. And you might, you might not have some huge insight immediately, but in the long run, you will know and you'll remember what you want and who you are. David, thank you so much for joining us and for sharing this important information. And it has really been a pleasure speaking with you today. Joan, thank you. I really enjoyed it and I appreciate the time. Thank you for joining us. I hope you found the show informative. At Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life, we believe that knowledge is power. Take what you've learned, apply it, and live your best life now. Remember that the information provided is the opinion of our guest and should never replace the advice of a professional who knows your personal situation. If you'd like more information, visit our website, cyacyl.com. That stands for Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life. While on our site, listen to past shows on demand, read the digital magazine, sign up for our mailing list, and be sure to follow the show on social media. Until next time, this is Joan Herman. Thanks for tuning in.